Connected. Connected. He passes up. They score! Oscar Lindblom buries it. And the power play goal ties this game in two. This is episode 31 of the Liberty L. I'm Danny Deemer here with Chris Stompo. As always, what's up, Dan? We have an announcement. Yeah. Big news. I mean, people, if you follow us on Twitter, you know, but we have merch out. The shirts are finally out. I feel like I've been talking about them since episode 15, but yeah. they're finally out. Finally. About Support time. the boys. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure the link's in It's in my bio at Chris Thompson on Twitter, but I don't think we put the link anywhere um, on our Twitter, T-L-Y Twitter. Did we? No, nah, but I can Definitely link, link it right now on the pod <laughs> if you want. It's Design Tree, and design is dsgntree.com slash liberty dash yell. There's a promo code on the top banner of the website, so I think for $5 off. Yeah, I think so. It's a pretty sweet deal. I kind of want to do something with the money. We should think of an idea. Maybe somebody would have an idea. Like maybe we put it back into the podcast or an extreme like that. tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> an extreme for a playoff game. Ooh, I'm down for that. <laughs> I mean, I think we should already do that, but definitely maybe maybe we can come up with an idea with what to do with the money. But that's a future problem. Let's talk yeah. about the Flyers. Glad to get the merch. The up, actual. Though hockey team that we talk about all the time so we left off after beating the panthers the first time at home mm-hmm. 4-1 we were very excited about that we talked about how big the islanders game was and uh that game really hurt yeah i listened back to that episode and we both were like we can't afford a an early 2-0 deficit and it's exactly like textbook 3-0 road kind of game cue, 3-0 on cue and it happened and we we couldn't come back from that, obviously. Not, a lot of teams can't. And it's not like that we're a powerhouse where we can just come back from 3 nothing deficits all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we do it sometimes. But going down 3-0 that early is just not good for any fucking hockey team. I'll tell you what, stu- what stung the most about that game was it's 3-2 and the Flyers have all the momentum in the world. They look so dominant and the goalies pulled. And in my head, I'm thinking, they're going to get one. Like, the Flyers are going to get one. I, like, I just feel it. Like, I feel like they're going to tie this game. They did. Like, Couturier, he tied it up. I remember Giroux on the bench before it, drawing up a play and, like, yeah. taking over. Mm-hmm. That, I thought that was awesome. And I was, like, really excited. Once we tied it up, I was screaming, not even, like, 30 seconds later. Dagger. Just dagger. Just class. It felt like hackstall. No, it really it did. Like, trying, it really felt like we were back in 2000 early 2018 and 2017 absolutely it was a kind of good that it didn't completely deflate us though we came back and we beat florida on thursday 6-2 and a pretty convincing win so yeah i'll always like this team all year whenever they've suffered a heartbreaking loss i feel like they always bounce back or like yeah i feel like the old flyers wouldn't have done that the old flyers probably would have lost in florida like that kind of we always talk about how ugly kind of like florida games are like how I don't like watching them on TV. I don't like watching Islanders games on TV too because of the camera angle and just there's no fans there at, like at, at all. It, it just feels like gloomy and dark. Like yeah, the arena, just, it's just something about it. Nobody's there, especially Florida. Like they're fighting for a playoff spot and nobody's there. Yeah, like they they have star names on their team. Barkov. Yeah. We, I mean, we talked about him before we watched the game because we did a, a split episode last one. How good he is and. How if he was on like Montreal or Toronto or something like that, he it would be he would be everywhere, just like McDavid. I mean, I'm not saying he's McDavid, but 
he's definitely uh he definitely deserves to be somewhere where he's more appreciated for sure. I think we're, Qu- we're, um, we're recognized him with Quenville. I think within a couple of years, Quenville's gonna do Quenville things and build like a, yeah. a contender. I mean, there. I mean, hopefully for Florida fans, but more recognized is the word I, po- I should probably use for Barkov because he's an amazing player, and I feel like he doesn't get enough rec- recognition at all. So happy we won that game. Florida pisses me off. <laughs> Pit, Why? Pit, just uh, everything. Like I hate games in their building. Yeah, man. I just can't yeah, stand watching so. them. Um. Their old jerseys, I know, like, even their new jerseys, like, I don't like them. I just don't like their color scheme. Yeah. I don't like the yellow and the red with the blue. No, good thing that we're not Florida fans. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to like it. <laughs> Flyers orange, though. That's beautiful. Yeah. Pitlick sniped one. JVR had a three-point night. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome to see. Yeah. I mean, we got to just take it for what it is with him, man. Like, we, he's how old now? Like, I'm pretty sure he's 30 now, right? Yeah, he's near 30. Yeah, so for sure, we know what kind of player 30. he is. He's just a defensive liability who does nothing but kind of like just does nothing but score. I mean, he had a, he had a couple of nice passes. He had a nice pass to, I want to say it was Faraby, but I want to say maybe it wasn't. But he had a really nice, he was entering the zone and he went on the backhand and just lofted across ice right on the guy's stick. I forget who got it, but it was a beautiful pass. He does have those nice passes up his sleeve every Yeah, he every has hands. He does. He's just like slow and. Doesn't I just feel like he doesn't use his fully. body enough. Yeah. So you're, I feel like he was just given the wrong kind of body. I feel like he should be like 5'11", 6 foot. You know what I mean? Like goal scoring kind of height. But like he has all that height and just doesn't use it. He, he would be a really good player if he was like 5'11". That's what I'm he saying. More like, speed. <laughs> he has like that goal scoring mentality, but he just doesn't use his body. So I don't, I don't know. It's whatever. JVR is what it is. We know what kind of player JVR is. He does show up when we need a goal, though. He, he's leading the team in goals. So, we talked about uh, in the Islanders game. We didn't want to go down 2-0, 3-0 to start the game. Worst case scenario, we did the same thing against the Lightning, mm-hmm. and it was the same kind of game where after we went down 3-0, we were dominant. We were coming back. We were honestly leading the charge the rest of the way, and then we get daggered on <laughs> with our goalie pulled. Um, that one hurts, but that's the kind of game to me personally where I'm just like that's. The lightning at home, now, like I mean, in their building. But like you said last night, you said to me, and by the way, Travis Konechny leads the team in goals. He has 19. Mary like has 18 right behind him. But like you said last night, you you, you looked up at me and you were like, I, "Why do I? Why why am I not mad right now?" You know what I mean? Like, like previous years, I feel like we would have been a little bit a little, little bit more mad. But I had to agree with you because I really wasn't that mad. I mean, t- fucking Tampa's on what a 10 game winning streak. 11-game running streak or something crazy something like that. Something like that. All I know is they're like 22-3-1. and one. They're like last yeah. 26 or something, dude. And I don't think the game was that bad. I mean, we, yeah, we I mean, we had some defensive breakdowns, but all in all, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. No, when you so go up on against... On to the next kind of thing. Like, like Hayes said it. Hayes was just like, on to the next. We have a Columbus coming up back-to-back. Like, those are the big game. You know what I mean? Like, That's the game. It sucks losing to Tampa, but Tampa's on a... An absolute tear right now. So, move on. Like, take your lumps. Move on. You got a back-to-back with Columbus, which are absolutely huge for the playoff pitcher. Huge. What were you saying? No, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, like, this upcoming two-game series against Columbus that we have is, the in my opinion, is, like, the biggest stretch of the season. The biggest two games of the season. Oh, easily. Like, it's playoff mode. Playoff mode, that, absolutely. We're playoff, in playoff atmosphere. Mode like I said now. last episode, playoff atmosphere, like, it's going to be for sure. That's going to be so much fun. We need to take 
Obviously, we want both of them, but we can't lose both, bro. Losing both would be bad. Especially Columbus is all beat up, too. Dude, they just lost to the Devils today. They lost Huge. They lost to the Sabres the other night. Sabres. They are one point ahead of us in yeah. the standings, but they've also played one more game. They have, yeah. So, if we, dude, I'm telling you, if we go in there and get four points, just two wins, they're hurt. Seth Jones, Cam Atkinson, they're out. If we can go in there and get four points, that, that breathing room we have, I don't want to say it like almost guarantees us a playoff spot, but our odds go up. Oh, like, for sure. I to mean, a point where they've already kind of going up with the the W's that we've been collecting. Yeah, it's all the tweet that said our odds went up by ten yeah. percent. So the other teams they're starting to lose. Did you see the Islanders lost one nothing to Vegas last night mm-hmm. in regulation? Good. You love to see that. Like we're still within one point of the third metro spot. That's huge. And we got Columbus at home on Tuesday. I mean, obviously, we have them away on Thursday. And then we got Winnipeg at home on Saturday at 1. So, Winnipeg's good this year, no? Nah. No? Not really. I think they started hot, but they, they might be playing better as of late, but I don't think they've been there. I mean, they're 29, 25, and 5. So, how with those players? Like, seriously, how? Their, their defense. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. With, with Bufflin leaving. and they, they Bufflin literally just doesn't want to play. He just I'm not playing. Well, I, I heard it was something like he had an injury, and the medical st- staff there was like lying to him and telling him he was fine, and he like oh, played shit. through a whole year. Yeah, it's it's deep. It's really messed up. Speaking of stories, Brzezgalov was sounding. <laughs> I don't off. even want to comment on that, bro. He was sounding off about um, Voracek's comments on spitting chiclets about how he was being extra. Basically, he was just saying like I was miserable in Philly. I was miserable in Philly. And then goes on to say that. Yeah, Gir- so was Giroux I watching you not- play goalie, yeah, bro? Yeah, right. Like what? And he's also saying Giroux is not Scott Niedermeyer. Like, how old Giroux was? Like twenty five. Yeah, he was young. Scott Niedermeyer was like a twenty year veteran defenseman, like number one guy, kind of like pro Rob playing twenty five minutes a night. And he even said that Pronger didn't bring a like a captain kind of presence when Mike Richards Mike Richards was on spit and chick looks, and he said that Laviolette would. Ignore Richards, who was the actual captain, and like give it to Pronger. You know what I mean? So saying that Pronger doesn't have any kind of captain in him, even though he didn't have it, is beyond me. I don't, I don't really understand that. Even though Drew had it, you know what I mean? Like they were like even Pronger, and he was like, no, like not even Pronger had that kind. You know what I mean? Like was he definitely dude. did. He was a captain for so long. And then Mike Richards came out with that, how Laviolette treated him as a captain, even though Richards was the actual captain. And it just d- doesn't add up for me. I'd never liked Briscollop, obviously. And if he was miserable in Philly, then I don't know, like, why sign that big deal, knowing like there's a chance? For, I don't know. He was well, so bad swam. here. I know. Someone's offering money. you money. Yeah. Yeah, you you're, take it. <laughs> you're not going to decline that. I don't even know why I said that. You're not going to decline all that money that they offered him. I mean, we're still paying him out, right? I think it's done now. Yeah. Or if not, I think it's done like after this year, something like that. But I mean, like, remember the the bear in the woods comment he made? No, I don't. No, no. I could have sworn hey, he was like, "I'm on bear, I'm like the bear in the woods right now." As he like let like eight goals up against Winnipeg, that crazy game, remember that back and forth game. I remember that game. I don't. I don't really remember the comments though. Yeah, I mean, maybe the listeners know what I'm talking about. Cause I, I know there's definitely a bear in the woods like thing, but I don't know the, like, the details of it. You know what I mean? I thought maybe you would know it for sure, but damn. <laughs> Let's talk about Ch- uh, Konechny, though. Travis, like, the five-block shot came, dude. 
getting killed every. I mean, the Florida game too. When we were talking about last week, he was getting absolutely destroyed on the ice. I mean, 19 goals, 29 assists, 48 points in 56 games. He's been awesome this year. And even even when he has games where he's off a little bit, he brings those kind of games where he's still hitting, he's still throwing his body around him. Mean, he was fucking around with Coburn, like, who's 10 times taller than him uh, in the Tampa game. When he's not bringing you the points, he definitely brings like the all-nice kind of thing, like the physicality, even though like, we really lack that on the... On the Flyers this year. Last five games, he has two goals and he has two assists. So, last five games, he has four points. Not bad. I thought last night he had an awesome game. Not even just from him, like, lighting up the yeah. skills up. Just the way he was. Yeah, that's pes- what I was trying to say. Like, when he's not lighting up the, the, the score sheet, he's bringing other facets to the game that help the team tremendously. So, he's an all-around player. And his defensive game has gotten so much better from his rookie year. Remember we talked about how bad he was in the rookie year defensively? I mean, how sometimes Haxel would bench him for that, but he's definitely made like a complete 180 with that. He's looked a lot better defensively. I mean, he's still a little bit liable, but like I said, with skill guys like that, it just feels like it comes with those kind of guys. You know what I mean? Those slow, not slow, fast skill, skill kind of guys. And he's only 22. I can't wait to see him in like three years too. Oh, my gosh. He's going to be so good. Future captain? Nope. No? Nah, I don't think Couturier. so. Or Provorov. Couturier or Provorov. I really think Couturier is going to get it. Provorov is definitely a good a good second option, though. Which is that you just give it to, <laughs> to Niski. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? What's going on in here? <laughs> You'd be like, dude, he has one year left on contract. Yeah, what but he doing? played most of his career as a penguin. I'd be like, why are we giving him the captaincy right now? <laughs> they love him, though. Steady Eddie. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see playoff this game. We were just talking about that before the show. Talk about, I mean, I can't wait to see playoff Couturier with an actual team behind him. You know what I mean? Can't wait to see Giroux with an actual team behind him in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Like you said, you've been saying it all year. You're like, I know Giroux's been having a down year. But you, Danny's very big on the fact that he thinks that the Flyers get in the playoffs is when Giroux is going to just, like, turn it on. Like Cabrera kind of did. You've been saying yeah, that. I think for the last decade he's been having all these seasons where he's like having to use all of his energy up during the playoff push, like putting every like carrying the team every single year. I think this year it gives him a chance, like to have the depth to kind of do it for him, have like a good goalie, a good coach, kind of like good surrounding pieces. I feel like when you see him get to the playoffs, that's when you'll start. That's when everyone's going to be reminded not to hate on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like when he had the 50-point season. And everybody was and everyone ready to, was giving yeah. up on him. And then after that, he has a 102-point season. Nah, I'm never giving up on Claude Giroux. No, nah, never. We've been saying that. Yeah, no, he's a flyer for the rest of his career. No, absolutely. And if your prediction comes true, and then I'm sure flyer fans who were giving him a hard time won't give a shit at that point, you know what I mean? If he's lighting up the playoffs with that, with this depth behind him, it's awesome. I'll tell you what I really need to see. I really need to see Giroux take these next two games by the Horns, dude. I need I need to see him. And it might, it, hey, who knows? We could win that game, and it's maybe not him that steps up. I need one of the veterans. I need somebody. I need yeah. that veteran group. I, I actually, I need the first first power play unit. The guys on that unit. I need them. Can we talk about to, the power play? To grab right now? this game and win it. When you get a power play in one of these games, you got to score. What is up with the power play, man? I thought it's looked better the last couple weeks. To it's be just, honest, I don't know, man. I feel like 
it looks better, like, look-wise, but it just doesn't get it done. Like, it's... I feel like the first... The second unit, you said it multiple times, you think the second unit is better than the first. They should just throw the second unit out before the first one. But I, I do think the first unit is now trending. I hope upward. so, bro. It's, it's been so bad and inconsistent. Well, if you think about it, they've had all of the players in, like, weird spots all year, and they're finally back in their normal spots. They're probably just... I need it. Taking a I need second. an actual I, I thought it's looked, looked all right the last bit. Uh, I, I think it's trending in the right direction. I mean, I hope so. I, I mean, I definitely see what you're saying. It just it looks like it looks better with the passing and the opportunities at the beginning. The, the personnel not, you know, too. Personnel. I, I get what you're saying. Drew's back on the wall for the most part. Sometimes they change, but I do like Konechny and JVR in front. That's. I mean, no, uh, Konechny and Couturier in front with Forcheck on the other wall, and then Provy behind. For the looks of it. And positions that each player is playing, like Drew back on that wall, it looks good. But I just need a little bit more production. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I just need to see power play Drew, like the Drew that we were that we were saying. That's where he got his points at all the time. I just need to see. Like I want to be excited when we go on the power play. You know what I mean? Remember Av last week said that he like he wished he kind of had the option to decline the power play. That's how I feel every time we we get like a, a call. Like I want to clap and get excited, but then like I just remember that. Sometimes they just give nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes the second unit is just ten times better. Like second unit is ten times better at entering the zone than the first unit is. It's not even a question. Matt Niskanen knows what he's doing with that. And I, I just feel like the second unit right now is playing better. But like you said, I think the first unit is also trending up in the right direction. So Look, hopefully they can start potting goals. Looking at the stats right now, they had two power play goals last game. Yeah. Provorov from Giroux and Coots. So there's a Giroux power play point. And then JVR from Niskanen and Sanheim. Looking back at the Panthers game, I don't know if there was any power play goals in this one. I don't even, I don't even remember being on. I remember, I remember Jim Jackson saying how, like... Just Robert Hague's garbage time goal. You <laughs> remember how he was saying uh, he was telling Jake Voracek that he was going to take his spot, like joking around at the end of the game. <laughs> you know Voracek's like taking that seriously. He's like, what? Hager taking my spot? Yeah, Voracek gets mad. We've seen we've seen Mad Voracek. Mad Voracek's fun Voracek. When when Voracek's mad, bro, he plays with an edge. Like he's throwing his body into the boards, throwing his body at other dudes. Yeah, I love when he starts getting <laughs> aggressive. And when he fights, remember that one fight he had? He started freaking out, and then after the fight, he started pumping the crowd up. Remember that? Like yeah. that's the kind of Jake Voracek that I need. I was at that game. Were you really? Mm-hmm. Damn. The crowd is probably the loudest I've heard the Wells Fargo Center at a Flyers game. Yeah. Seriously. I need a lot like that again, dude. This next game against Columbus, like we said, is a huge, huge kind of playoff game. Like, yeah, honestly, no Seth Jones, no Atkinson. We're healthy for the most part. And I gotta win this. Have to. I want them both. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, not, not not even a question. I know, but this isn't a situation where if like they win one, lose the other, I'm gonna like take moral victories from it. Like for me, it's you win both. Like you, you, you need to win yeah, both. Like, yeah. All year, you guys have been talking about playoffs. Like, A.V.'s been saying, we've been getting in. He's wrote the check, or he's given you the check. Now you got to fill it. Like, you got to... You got to sign it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with losses against the Islanders, and then that egg against the Devils, you need to take two. So, I, I know what you're saying. And if they didn't lose that Devils game like the way they did, I mean, even though they outplayed the Devils, but you still lost 5 nothing. you know? You, st- you still got to look at it as it is. And if you didn't lose against that dagger goal against fucking the Islanders, 
then maybe you don't look at it that way. But it did go that way, especially with that loss last night, and then the Islander lost. You have to win these next two. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna come down to this game right here. What the game in all the way in March twenty fourth? Yeah, at home, home against, against the Islanders. Islanders. I think it. That's gonna be the game for the third Metro spot right there. It's gonna be a good fucking game. And then we got Pittsburgh March 29th, Sunday at twelve. You know that game's on NBC, dude. With Doc Emmerich, that's gonna be a fun fucking yeah. game. Holy shit! That's the cl- they 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 do that every year. They always put the Flyers up against the the Metro teams in like March. Yeah, I love like that. The, yeah, and they put it on the main NBC, not even just NBCSN. They usually put it on like the main NBC, yeah. and it has like a race playoff push banner on it. It's awesome. I feel like we always complain how we always start in the West Coast and we get all those West Coast teams to start off. But, like, that's what this gives you. You know what I mean? Like, it gives you all these Metro teams in March, all these fun playoff-like kind of games. So Hey, that game against uh, Carolina right there at home, that's going to be another huge game. We're, we're like, a point or two away with them. I thought Carolina was going to be a lot better than they were. We talked about that last episode, but I thought more about it after... After we released it, and I agree because they they swept Capitals last year. So yeah, they, really they went thought, to the conference finals last year. Yeah, I, I really expected them to be a lot better than the sixth seed in the Metropolitan Division. I mean, that's what kind of worries me though. That's why I feel like we need to take these games now, especially against Columbus. We need to get that breathing room because yeah. I think Carolina is about to go on a late season tear. I mean, hopefully they don't, but. Columbus is beat up right now, man. Like we have to take advantage of that. As I mean, you hate not facing the healthy team because you hate seeing guys get injured. But the reality is that they they lost Seth Jones, and that's a huge, huge loss. And they lost Axum for what three weeks with an ankle injury. Yeah, See? all I know is he's not playing when we play them. Yeah, it's just they're, they're playing without their two best players now. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I, unless you want to say Warinsky. I mean, Dubois good. Yeah, oh yeah, he's been he's been their best player like this year. He's been up. awesome. Yeah. So I mean, obviously you're still facing players, but you got two key guys who aren't playing tonight. I mean, playing. They also have Gustav Nyquist. I feel like a lot of people always forget. About, I always forget about that. Gustav. Yeah, they have Gustav Nyquist. Yeah, he's good too. But I mean, like they are a good team, so you can't overlook them. But they do have some bad injuries right now, and you need these two games. So. I feel Nick no Nick Foligno only scores against us. I feel like. I feel like so he'd be you, a perfect flyer though. Yeah, consistent, streaky goal scorer. <laughs> you know exactly what I was talking about, too. I didn't even <laughs> need to say anything else. It's exactly what he is. Let's move on to something else, though. We do know that that Columbus game is huge. But let's talk about where Frost got set back down. We were talking about what was going to happen with him. Because we thought he was going to get set down days ago, but he kind of stayed up until, I think, Saturday that they sent him back down, right? Yeah, I guess they just wanted him to watch. I guess. Did he watch that game, or did he get like? Did he go somewhere else? Like, I mean, we don't really know. Yeah, I think he watched uh, two games before he got sent down. I think. Did he? Well, I know he scored tonight, and he had a goal and an assist last night. So, he's still. I mean, who's the Phantoms announcer? Bob. Uh, I don't want to butcher his last name. Let's just call him Bob R. Yeah, Bob R. The Phantoms announcer. He said that he really liked Frost's game uh, last night. He said he thought he brought the confidence from the Flyers back to Lehigh, so that's good to see because that's something that the, uh, the Flyers front office wanted to see more out of Frost and more of a kind of complete game. So he had a, a goal tonight, a point tonight goal. Last night he had a goal and assist, and then 
February 1st, he had an assist against Hershey. So, last three games, he's putting up some nice numbers. So, <coughs> right now, there's just not any room for him. So, we want to just see him continue to do that down there. I mean, three shots on goal tonight, too. So, it's good to see him get chances like that. Yeah, it's good to see him start getting the points back together in the AHL. And seeing some puck luck. I mean, in the beginning of the year in training camp, he got robbed multiple times. How many posted him in Faraby hit? In the preseason, it's good to see him get some puck luck tonight. He had a puck bounce right into the slot. Oh my god, I'm sorry, right into the slot, and <clears throat> he put it right in the back of the net. It was an awesome goal to see. Awesome to see him get some puck luck for sure. Um, with the way he's playing right now, I'm not like saying call him up right now, but I feel like if you are to call him up at some point this year, it's got to be during a stretch where he's hot like this. Yeah, where his confidence yeah. is high, definitely. I'm not, I'm not saying call him up right now because no. you, you just sent him back down. Obviously, I want him to get some more reps in there a little bit. But Agreed. you yeah. got to get him during a stretch like they did with Farabee. The puck wasn't going in for Farabee. They sent him down. He said, go down there, work on your game, work your ass off. You'll be back here in two weeks. Farabee went down there, scored in like every single game, and they <laughs> got him while his confidence was up and his puck lock, I guess. Like pucks were going his way. Mm-hmm. They got him like lightning in a bottle. They caught him up. Ferry did have that stretch where he didn't do anything for a little bit, and then he finally started playing with confidence. And then he got sick again. I mean, not again, but he got sick, so he didn't have he didn't play for like three games, right? Yeah, or two. Uh, yeah. I, wait, it might have been three, but I know more. How many games did Morgan play? He two. played two, two. Yeah. He played the Capitals game, and then he played the Florida game, and then he got then he didn't play the next two games, and then he got set down. So he hit six shots on goal tonight. It's awesome to see. Yeah, just continue doing that for Austin. He'll definitely be back up here soon. Because, like we said in another podcast, that fourth line continued to play well, and they continue to play well as we speak. So, there's no reason to break up anything, especially the fourth line. I mean, maybe they break something up now after that loss in in Tampa. But I, I really don't think you have to. I really don't think that loss was as bad as was bad enough to break shit up. You know what I mean? I don't think. It was, do you? No. I don't think you should break anything up right now. Not me either. I think I think Bonneman's still playing well, even though he doesn't have a point. Like he has zero points in the last couple games. They they gotta figure out what the fuck they're doing in the first <laughs> period on the road, though. They really yeah, do. That's something I do want to talk about. It's a reoccurring thing that we just don't have the answer to with this team. They just don't show up the first like ten minutes of the first, and then they're just a completely different team in the second. It's and like, then they're just playing the third. Yeah, you know what I mean. It feels like every game is. Them just surviving an early like storm. Yeah. Then they're dominant by barely, yeah. by like, barely, barely, and then, then then they're dominant the rest of the way through. So like what you see is when they get through that first period and they've weathered the storm and it's, it's like one nothing the other team or maybe even tied at zero zero. You that's when you usually see them have a good second, third, and usually win the game. It's when they have that shitty first and the other team capitalizes on it and scores three or four, and then you spend the rest game. Like kept playing catch up, and you get close every single time, but then you get daggered on. It it sucks. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's what happens when you play team like disciplined teams, like a Barry Trotz coach team. Like if you, hey, we blew a couple that. mistakes. Oh, no, we don't. Got him. What? I thought I literally in my mind when you said Barry Trotz, I was like Capitals coach. That's like what the first yeah. thing I thought. I just completely forgot he was a Islander. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? They're thinking about, but a Barry Trotz coach team is gonna pot your mistakes. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to get away with a lot 
Tampa too, you know. Tam- like, Tampa's just yeah. ridiculous. You're not you gonna get give- anything. We've gave actually our, our penalty kill was like surprisingly really good. good. Really yeah. good. It's been a bright spot this year. It's been abs- they were like five for five last night, I think. Something crazy like that, I think. I don't know about that. five for five because Tampa what what they score five they, on us. They were five for five one night. I don't know if it was last night or the Florida. I think it was the Florida game when we won. They just really the, the penalty out. kill is absolutely just, lights out. Like fun to watch. Yeah, they're and aggressive. If, if your penalty kill is fun to watch, like that kind of is a testament to the team being good, in my opinion, and having a good coach and like just like all overall good culture. Florida was zero for one on the power play six two game, so that wasn't the game I was thinking about. What were you saying though? No, yeah, they were zero for five on the power play, Tampa. That's crazy because their their power play is terrified. Their power play is like fifth in the league. Our power play was two for five, so. I, I was just ranting about how annoying and boring our fucking power play is and how fun their power play is to watch. We commented a couple times. The passing is insane. Just the, like, <laughs> the, they, the names that they have and the one-timers that they have. It's like score like extreme elite scoring threat on the left on Stamkos, extreme elite scoring threat on the right with Kucherov, and then you have big-ass headman the on the back. The best defenseman like, in the league. Like, what do you do against that? Get any Don't guy to anything. play net front and you're cool. Like, that power play will be just fine. I mean, the Flyers obviously knew what to do. 0 for 5 they were against us. Still, still won the game 5-3, but... Kevin Hayes has completely, like, shifted the PK dynamic. Best like, penalty killer we've had since Mike Richards, easily. Yeah, like, I'd say... Yeah, it's just, just like that. And he's, like, the most fun guy to watch. I mean, Couturier is a really good Richards. penalty killer, so I don't want to take anything away from Couturier, but... Yeah, but Hayes does it with some more, like, flash. He, yeah, he brings, he, does, he brings something else. Flash yeah. to it. It's like... It's good to have, I don't know, two really good penalty kills on the same team, Danny. Not just one. So, that's a positive. Just, I mean, Pitlick, too. He's another testament. Lawton. He's been awesome on the PK. I love all of our depth, dude. And that's new for me, because I'm so used to hating our bottom six. <laughs> yeah, the like, of the world. Yeah, I'm so used to hating our bottom six, and it's, like, it's so different to love our bottom six. Like... I was thinking the other day, I was like, going into the year, I definitely didn't think I was going to like Tyler Pitt like this much. Like now, yeah, now I'm at the did. point where he's a, he's make, he's a $1 million player. And I was thinking to myself the other day, I was like, if he's not a flyer next year, I'll be actually sad. I mean, he, he might not be. He's a $1 million player. And I'm feeling that way. I'm not used to that. No, it's, I don't think anybody went into this year thinking that they were going to love Tyler Pitt as much as we do. But here we are. Just He's been... Easily the, one of the best bottom sixes we've had. I think he's been better than Raffle, and that's saying a lot because Raffle's been really good this year as well. I'd say so, so as well. This is easily the most skilled bottom six that we've had in, since I can remember. Remember when Ryan White was on our fourth line, like that kind of line, like Belmar, Ryan White, and so I don't know. I don't even remember, but it's all it's all a fog to me thinking about fourth the lines in 2016 yeah. and 17. Oh my god! Nak brings us a different element. It's good guy. having actually like actual skilled guys who know their role on the fourth line. Like NIK knows that he's a bottom six kind of player who can like a Swiss Army like maybe play in the top six every once in a while. Maybe he is. Maybe he's a top sixer, and we just don't know it. But for right now, he's an awesome bottom sixer, and yeah, he better not wear a Phantoms jersey again this year. He, he's definitely a flyer for the rest of the year, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. I don't think they want to go through the risk of putting him on waivers again. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a flyer flip. I completely forgot about the waiver 
his confidence is like just growing and growing every game. Every you're game. starting to see him get used to the NHL, and he's actually starting to do some damage now. Speaking of our depth, though, we got news that Nolan, Nolan. Patrick is going to be returning to the well, potentially returning to practice. They didn't guarantee it. But yeah, it was like he might fully practice on Monday, right? So tomorrow, yeah, for like starting on Monday, he might return to practice full time. So yeah. like he's going to be a par- full participant. So you might practice. be listening to this. And news might already came out because most I know most people who listen to this on like Monday morning, Tuesday morning. So yeah, no one might come back. I mean, that just completely changes everything if he comes back. Yeah, I saw people disappointed. Like they they don't want the Flyers to use Nolan coming back as a means to not buy at the deadline. But I'm still of a mindset that we're like, yeah, this regime, this culture, they want to win now. But realistically, I don't think we're winning now. So I don't want to rental. Yeah. I don't want to go out. And I think make, Chuck's already make, come out and said he's not doing that anyway. He's not giving up crazy. Like he's not giving up top prospects, top picks for any kind of rental. So I don't think we have to worry about that. Yeah, it would have to be like just a guy in his prime or entering his prime. Or yeah, a guy. Yeah, a guy. He's got to be a guy be who's helping right. Couple years. Yeah, absolutely. A not guy who's going to help right now. And and beyond, not just right now and beyond. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I think a perfect trade would have to come up for Chuck Fletcher to make that kind of move. I honestly don't think they're going to do anything because if you get Patrick back, I think that's an acquisition in itself, to be honest. You never know, though. I mean, you see teams give away guys for cheap Yeah, absolutely. The he it might did. pick up a 3C. You never know. But when he acquires that 3C, it's not going to be for anything crazy. So I'm not expecting like Chuck Fletcher to part with a first, second, or even uh, – Probably a third. I don't. I don't even see him parting with like a, a member of the core either. Like I don't see him moving not, anyone. No, not when you're in the middle of a playoff push. Yeah. Like a team needs to stay together. And the for team's that good. Kind of thing. Yeah. You so know, it's not like they're in turmoil. Like they're the team is trending upwards. They're in a playoff spot. Yeah. They got two playoff like games coming up. As much Actually, as this whole next month is a playoff like atmosphere. As much as people want to see James Van Reeves like going, but it's not happening. Not. Not right now, at least. I just don't see them trading anybody. Like, I don't even see them trading Hag. And I, I mean, I was having a conversation with somebody on Twitter today, and he said that Hag's value has never been higher. And, and while I agree with that, I just don't think they're trading Hag right now. I think they want to have a guy, have seven defensemen who are. I mean, they have Freeman in the wing, so they honestly they they could trade somebody. <laughs> to be honest, he's been playing awesome hockey. He had, a, I think, he had another assist tonight. So. But I just don't think they're going to trade Hag. I mean, he's been playing really good hockey lately. And, I mean, he scored again against the Florida. That crazy power play goal. He was out there for the last part of the power play and scored. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I just don't see them making moves right now. Not anything significant, at least. Maybe a 3C, like you said. Maybe a team gives away something. But other than that, I just don't see it. If they're going to trade anybody, I think it's going to be Ghost rather than Hague. Agreed. Yeah, me too. And uh, I'm but, not saying I'm against the trade at the deadline. Like, I, at the end of the day, I'm a fan. Like, I love trades. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But people it's got to sa- be the right one, though. People are saying that Hague's value has never been higher. They're right. But Ghost's value has never been lower. So, I, I, what do you get for Ghost? You know what I mean? Are, are you willing to part away with – are you willing to part with Ghost at his lowest and receive the lowest? Or are you going to bank on maybe Ghost can show a little bit of something – and then get then get rid of him there. You know what I mean? Like right now is his lowest of lows. But when, when does he fit back in? Yeah, he, I mean he doesn't. I, mean, I just that's the way I'm looking at it right now. Just getting rid of Ghost for what would probably be pennies. I mean you wouldn't get anything from him. 
What GM's giving away anything for Ghost right now? I mean, I'm sure someone. It's not going to be like a haul or anything, but I'm sure someone would give something decent up for him. Well, what's decent? A nice though? asset, a depth player, something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But definitely, I mean, can't argue with Ghost's value is never been lower. You can't argue with that. Yeah, I just don't see it getting higher. Like, not this year, at least. It's definitely not going to get higher this year. I don't even... For AV was talking the other day. He doesn't even know what's going on with Ghost, like, in his injuries. Yeah, like, it's like his, like, scar tissue or something like that? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, the whole thing... It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just... He's definitely like not... AV doesn't like Ghost, dude. I mean, it's so weird because he came into the season, like, can't wait to get Ghost back on track and blah, 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 but... Yeah, right now it just seems like he's just like kind of pushing him away from the team. That's what it seems like. I mean, it sucks, to, it sucks, but I mean that's what's happening right now. I just at the end of the day, they're winning though. They are that's winning. That's the nature of it, you know. Nothing changes when you're trending up and you're winning. Yeah, that's a good point right now. I mean, unless injury happens, the like ghost isn't playing. Bottom line, he's he's just not getting reinserted into the lineup right now. So unless injury happens, there is no way that he can increase his trade value this year. So you're right on that part. But I don't know, something about giving him away at his lowest point with, like, no value just irks me. But, like, if you have to do it, you have to do it. If you can get a bottom sixer, if you can get a 3C for Ghost, if someone's willing to part away, part ways with a 3C, then, yeah, pull the trigger. But, like I said, it's just weird. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's weird seeing Ghost at this this point because we just saw when we saw him in the 65-point season. I know... People hate bringing that up because it's it. I'm not saying it has a factor to do with him at all right now. It has nothing to do with him, and it, it's just weird seeing him at 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 this point. It's, it's really weird, weird seeing him be the odd man out. It's really weird, bro. Because I really thought he like was going to be like the like one of those dudes who were just going to be like that guy during the playoff push, like saying those. You know, he he always had those quotes, and I and I wish his play backed it backed it up. You know what I mean? Like, I really yeah. thought he was going to be a part of it, but it's not looking like that right now. He's he's uh. Like last year, what Haig was in this fan base is what Ghost is this year. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's definitely weird, but Haig deserves his praise, man. Haig's been awesome. Yeah, but I'm just saying they flip flopped. Yeah, it it's it's funny sure. how, like, I'm. Last year, I was like, I hate Haig. I hate Andrew McDonald. <laughs> Get I, I love Provy. I love Ghost. That type thing, you know? Yeah, like, and I'm this gonna... year, I'm like, I love Haig. I, I, I don't care about Ghost that much. I don't think Haig was even playing bad hockey last year. He's had his bad moments. Definitely, but I don't think it was like terrible. But this year's definitely been his best year. His trade value is very high right now. How do you feel about a Hague trade right now? Do you think they would get rid of him? Uh, depends on what they get. Yeah, I mean, obviously for the right price, you get rid of Hague. But is anybody gonna bite on it? Bite on the high value right know. now? I kind of want him. I want to keep him on the team. Yeah, especially for the playoffs. He's been a part of this organization since like twenty what fourteen. If not yeah, even longer second round that, pick, so. yeah. Definitely want to see him in the playoffs, you know what I mean? We need, like, seven defensemen who can play in the playoffs, but people get hurt, so we need depth. And I know Freeman's right there, but you're going to throw Freeman in, a, like, a game three playoff game, like, fresh off the AHL? I don't know, are you? I feel like I'd be comfortable with that. If, if we had an injury, I feel like I would be. I mean, if you have to do it, yeah, but if you don't have to do it, don't do it. Like, if yeah, Hague's there, Hague's yeah. there. He's not going to play. Play Hague. over Hague or Ghost. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So unless he's traded or somebody gets hurt, not going to see Freeman. That's something that I want. I tweeted about. It sucks that that's what has to happen to see him because he's just playing lights out in the AHL right now. He's the best defenseman by far in the fandoms. 
And I thought he looked really, really, really good when he was up with us for that little stint. But like, kind of like Frost, he just got sent back down because there's just no room right now for him. But also, just like he he did look good the games he was here. He I did. just I don't think it is his time yet. His time will come though. Definitely. Like, I mean, he's definitely ready for it. He's definitely the best defenseman down there right now, and he's definitely putting up points too. So it's good to see him. It's good to know that we have depth in the AHL ready to help us if we need it. This is just something that this organization hasn't seen in forever, what it feels like. I feel our last depth guy like like that has been like Eric Gustafson. Remember him? Yeah, I remember that dude. He was fun to watch, though, for what he did do. I'll always remember he had his two assists playoff tonight. goal. Freeman had two assists tonight. Eric Gustafson, I'll always remember his playoff goal out the box. Against the Rangers? Yeah. Just kind of chopped at it and just went right over Lundquist. Yeah, that was awesome. I'll always, remember, I'll always remember that call. That call was awesome. That, yeah, that whole play was sick, dude. <laughs> I just remember watching it. Like that was also a Simmons hat trick game. That whole that whole game was like it feels was forever so ago, man. Yeah, I know. I'm ready to get back to that. Seriously, I feel like it's like a lifetime ago. Like I'm. It's been I'm since si- that series where I've had a feeling like that. Yeah. Like Flyers, like like after that game six, I thought the Flyers were gonna, like I had the most confidence going into game seven. I was like, they came into Philly, we just destroyed them, you know. Yeah, I mean, they obviously lost that game, but I feel like that's the last series I actually had confidence the Flyers were going to win. Yeah, because we had no confidence against the Penguins. Like I know that series, we knew what was going to happen. Or the Caps one. Like, the they were present. Especially the Caps ways. one. Yeah. There was no chance in that one. I, I, I really had no confidence. And it, it sucks saying that, but we definitely had zero confidence in that series. And it, we were definitely right. <laughs> we got swept. It was just dud after not, dud not after swept, dud but, until yeah, Neuverth came in and just played like a god for a couple games, got our hopes up, and then they laid another dud in game six. In typical Flyers fashion, yeah. bro. Typical. But that's not that team anymore. Different team. Need a different kind of playoff atmosphere. Hayes. I need Hayes in the playoffs. Couturier. He's always shows up in the playoffs. So, like I said, having a team behind him now is definitely going to be fun. Him and Giroux. You know how fun it would be to see – Nolan Patrick score a playoff goal in Philly this year. Yeah, after all he's been Give through. me that, please. That'll get me amped, dude. Seriously. So hopefully he comes and practices tomorrow. That'd be a that'd be great news. What do you think happens with him? Do you think he goes a stint? I mean, we talked about it before, but maybe they just make him practice and then just throw him in there, which I don't think they do because he didn't have a training camp. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's so tricky, you know, because I don't know how you even, like, rehab this it, I don't know it's like if he's completely fine and it's just about him getting in game shape then I guess you gotta do the conditioning just, stint, right yeah. I mean unless AV wants to just put him in full time practices for like two or three weeks then put him out I don't know why he would do that though why not just give him games yeah, just give him games yeah. well either situation I'm fine. as long as he comes back I'm cool with however they do it you know what I mean I'm just glad to see him back for sure and I, it's gonna be so fun cause I I said this to you earlier, but the way TK exploded, the way Oscar was exploding, the way Provi's played this year, and like even in years past, the way Coots took over, I really thought this year, Pat, like we said it all summer, we really thought Patrick was going to be one of them guys, along with that that core that was going to explode this year, yeah. but it would be really fun, because we for a while we were thinking that he wasn't going to come back at all this year, it would be fun for him to come back and then follow up on our wouldn't say predictions, but our, our, our hopes, hopes over yeah. the summer was that his breakout year. It'd be cool to see him come back completely refreshed, light it up, get a big ovation back in Philly, his first game back. It's yeah. going to rally the boys, too. Oh, for like, sure. The, 
the jump in morale around the the locker room is going to be incredible. And he and when and if if he comes back, hopefully he does. We just want him to be healthy before he worries about playing hockey. But it looks like he might practice tomorrow, so maybe we can definitely start talking about him being reinserted into the lineup, and that just shuffles everything up big time. I mean, we'll talk about that the closer it gets. You got to get a couple conditioning stints in, but the idea of him coming back is awesome. Very awesome. It just it makes me feel like like the way the team, with how fun of a ride this year has already been. Yeah, adding that. Yeah. I feel like that would like boost them into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like That would be like a thing that they can get behind kind of thing. Like, let's win this for Nolan and fucking Oscar. You know what I mean? Like, both of them. Yeah, like Nolan coming back, that would be all. Like, I yeah, just, like, no it'd be one so awesome back, to see his first goal back. Win it for Philly. Oscar. Yeah, his first goal in Philly. I hope it's in Philly, too. Yeah, me too. I, I hope his first game back is in Philly as well. So he gets that. Yeah, just I just that want him to get back, man. back. It's just good to see him making progress and not having to deal with that anymore. It's just fucking awesome. Because like you said, we really thought he was going to have a big year. With and it, if he comes back, we have the potential to have, like, four really good just two-way run, centers. Yeah. And four lines that you can roll. Yeah. But think about, like, Coots. Two-way center, Hayes, two-way center, Patrick, kind of a two-way center. He is, yeah. And then um, whoever they put on the fourth, Bunneman, I guess. I guess anyone who's playing fourth-line center is a two, two-way player, yeah. you know what I mean? So, Bunneman's been awesome, though. Yeah, he's been fun. Even though he hasn't put up the points, which I pointed out a couple days ago on Twitter. I said he's a baby Pitlick. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And I still believe that. Like, the way he, like, kind of, like, twists and turns along the boards, like, Maneuvering the pocket, he does. Single. He he is good on the forecheck. That that entire line, fourth line is incredible on the forecheck. NAK is one of the best forecheckers I've seen. But I mean, I, I didn't call him out, but I definitely mentioned a goal and assist in 18 games played with the Flyers. I know, like that's not his role. His role in the fourth line is to bring energy, and that's what he, that's what he's done. I'm not pointing it out to be an asshole. I'm just pointing it out because it's still points. But I I love his game. Like you said, his forecheck. His smart plays in the neutral zone. Like, he's not giving the puck away as much as he was in the beginning of his call up, and even in the beginning of the year, I mean, he looks like a completely different player from when he was first up here to when he went back, and now he got called back up. He looks awesome. He's only twenty one, so hopefully we see a little bit more production points wise. But everything besides that has been awesome. I was seeing some things on Twitter. Apparently, a lot of people feel like Cam York could. Could make the leap. I was trying to tell you that last week. Game. Remember, I was like, yeah. I was like, there's people talking about how he can sign an ELC last year. I, mean, I said year. that like months ago, and I remember you were like, Nah, it's, it's, he's definitely two to three years away. And I was like, I don't know because Faraby did it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what's going, what's going to we'll go see. on with that. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's exciting to see though. It's, it's obviously up to him too. If he wants to go back to school, he can go back to school. Apparently, he's looked just steady every single night there, shutting down. Need that. Shutting down opposing top players too, like, while still putting up points, he's gonna be so fun to watch. Him coming up through the pipeline too makes and like, Braun like he's not gonna come back next year, right? We just have to like Friedman knocking at the door. We have York maybe in a couple years coming up. Like, yeah, just, we still have Ghost and everything. Yeah, so it's, so defenseman will be going soon. Yeah, definitely next couple years, especially with the expansion draft coming. So that's a whole different podcast. That's a whole podcast to talk about that. Yeah, I have I have some bold expansion draft takes. I really think you gotta get Voracek out of here right there. Damn. Or JVR. That'd be a shakeup. One bro. of them right there. I mean, yeah, JVR is the dude that everybody pinpoints that he'll be taking. Like everybody on Twitter's like, yeah, JVR to Seattle. That's happening. Like it's already in their minds. 
feel like I'd rather a Jake though, because Jake has the longer term. He's a lot longer, and he's getting paid more. Yeah, he makes but, more money too, right? Yeah, he gets paid like a a one point eight million dollars more, I think, something like that. I agree with you. Getting, getting that contract off the books would be huge. A lot more wiggle room for Chuck Fletcher to make another move. Let's get, let's get him a cup in Philly. Yeah, he's been within fucking within awesome. the next couple of years, and then we can let Seattle grab. I mean, it's it's next year, isn't it? No, I think it's like two years from now. Two years? It's 2021. Well, which is next year, I guess, in a way. In a way, yeah. But, I mean, he's been... I mean, Varium's like as much shit as he gets by from us because he's just a one-dimensional player, bro. His last five games, he's been lighting up the score street. Tampa, he had a goal. Uh, Florida, he had a goal and two assists. The Islanders game, he had an assist. The Florida game before that, in February 10th, he had a goal and assist. Then the Washington game, he had a goal. So... As much as he, as I mean, people were screaming about him, that Islanders lost, how he didn't cover the point, which I, I, don't, I don't, definitely, yeah, he should have covered the point. I'm about. more I'm mad. I'm not going to pinpoint it on one dude. No, I'm more mad at it, honestly. If you want to pinpoint that on someone, you can pinpoint that on AV for having him out there with a minute left. Definitely. 100%. So, like, I don't, obviously he should have got to the point, but blame Everybody, that's like one move that AV's made this year that I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, yeah, I didn't get it. Uh, dude, you, in that moment, like, you, you gotta see Coots or Hayes. Like, yeah, I mean, he just scored, but, like, just guys. keep him out there. What was it, like, 13 seconds? Call his timeout if you have yeah. to, unless they, uh, they might have already done it at that I, point. I don't think he did. But nah. dude, they gotta do something. Don't put just JVR out there with, with a minute left. Like, don't do that, man. JVR, I mean, Pitt looks good, but, like, JVR, like, why is JVR out there? JVR I should be out there when you're trying to win. You know? Yeah, because it's just how lopsided it kind of was. I mean, we were on them the last, I mean, in the third period. Yeah, it was 3-3, and that's like a game, like, you want to get two Yeah, we came back. It was 3 nothing. Yeah, and you want to force them into zero points, and you want to take two. I think that was, the, I think AV wanted to just get the regulation win. All right, but right. fucking JVR? Yeah, no, like, I, want, I want the point in that game. Could have been Hayes. Point. Why not Hayes? Take it to OT. Yeah. Get the point. He's a I better two-way like, player than, yeah. I mean, I know he's, JVR's not a center, but, like, fuck. I agree with you. That's got to go on AV. That's the one movie he's made this year. I was like, dude, what are you doing? For sure. If, if you go down, if you were down 3-0 at any point in any game and you tie it up, whatever you do, take it to overtime. That's a free point. That's a point you have no business getting, you know? Don't get greedy and go for the win. You were down 3-0. Please just take that game to OT. Even though it kind of hurts you in a way because it's the Islanders. They, they still gain a point in that way. But like like you said, you had no business winning that game, so just take it to overtime, get the point. Yeah, it's better and than, then take that point from getting daggered it. and getting no points and That's exactly yeah. what happened. As soon as they entered the zone, I had a weird like thought. I was like, "Oh, are they going to like score with like no time remaining?" And yeah, they did. I I had a feeling it was going to happen as well. Um Islanders one point above us. Yeah. If we if we won that game, the standings look completely different. If we take that game to OT, standings. we are tied with the Islanders right uh, now. <laughs> that was just a deflating loss. But like I said earlier in the episode, I'm very very glad that it didn't really affect us because we didn't come out and lay an egg against Florida the next game. So Also, the loss against Tampa wasn't our, – our, our loss against the Islanders hurt and our loss against – well, our loss against the Islanders didn't hurt too bad because – the night we won against Florida, everyone in our division lost. Yeah. So we kind of like doubled up in that sense. It hurt in the moment. We fucking killed. And then we lost against Tampa, and I thought that one was going to hurt. But then the Islanders lost, Columbus lost. As you can see right there, the Oilers beat the Hurricanes today. So once again, another game that we lost, but all of our division 
all the teams that were close with in the division, they all lost as well. Yeah. So this Tampa, this Tampa game wasn't make or break. It really just Hurricanes lost too. Yeah, it, yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, I'm sorry. And it, that's what this makes this Columbus game even bigger. The fact that we lost the game against Tampa, got bailed out with everyone else losing. Now we have to handle our own business. Agreed. Like we said before, these these two Columbus back to backs are absolutely huge. Playoff, playoff, like bro. You want to make our uh, predictions? Yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna predict that we sweep. That's my prediction. That's my bold prediction right now, man. I'm sweep confident. Columbus or just the whole week? Columbus. I really uh, think I'm we gonna do say it. we need to do it. In one of these Columbus games, mm-hmm. Farabee's gonna have a huge goal. Ooh. Like a goal, like we're gonna look back, like around, like when we eventually clinch the playoffs. Hopefully, we're gonna look back on it and be like, "That's the game." Like that game was huge. Farabee stepped up. That was a. Ooh, that's a game. bold prediction, bro. I like that. Let's get it, bro. That's probably the most in-depth prediction that we've had on the show so far. Yeah, usually it's like two points. Fair. Yeah, no, usually it's just two <laughs> points. Some dumb shit like that. No, that's a very good prediction. I fuck with that. I'm dabbing them up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention before we go? Um, we already mentioned once the again. I, I gotta plug it again though. <laughs> dsgntree.com slash liberty dash yell. I'm I'm ordering some some sweatshirts. I don't know about you, but the black oh, yeah. one looks nice. So. I have to. They look too good, you know. <laughs> the prices they're not bad either. I thought that they're really good, you know. Like I don't like obviously I've seen a lot of. I've seen some other people charge ridiculous prices for shirts. Like, yeah, I think if you, especially if you use that promo code, you get five dollars off, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Rep the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Mark Roman. He's a uh, part of the design design team now. He's gonna help us with uh, I think he's gonna try to update our like Liberty L icon, like the like the picture on Twitter. So that's gonna be cool. Shirts. All that cool stuff. He wants to get hats made, Liberty L hats. So that would be pretty cool. We're also gonna get him on the show too. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna get He's... Tim Young hands as well. I need Tim on the show. Jamie on the show. Definitely. So keep Bert. it. Bert. Bert's getting on the Brian. show. Brian. Bert's been on the show before, but definitely get him back on the show. So keep, keep in touch. Keep uh, tuning in and uh, go floor.